Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> I like how you wait to look at me to be like, are you going to speak? And I just said, like, I got nothing. My brain's like off. It's frozen. It's frozen. I, I got nothing. All right. I'm well, just saying. Welcome to Embracing the Wild. I'm Abby Bagoon. And I'm Audra Watley. And this is round two of this podcast because guess what? It didn't record the first time. Even though we had really good stories. I And know. I don't know if I can repeat that, especially with the awesome same emphasis. Yeah, I the, know. I That's okay. But I still think it would be fun to talk about first. Ooh. <laughs> that sounded a little provocative. I know. <laughs> that is not what I was talking about, though. <laughs> Uh, well well this is my first cup of hot chocolate today (laughs) maybe yeah it is and it was well it was well needed because there was so much going on so much going on today people all over the place because you don't know how to drive in cold which i don't blame them because the wind was so bad Mm. it only made sense to drive 10 i mean i myself was driving 60 and 70 you know because instead of 85 (laughs) yeah actually i probably drive i only i only do i I follow the 10 don't go over um, 10 over the the 10 over rule yeah i get yeah but yeah i just um i totally i don't love cold weather unless there's a purpose and thankfully an Thankfully enough, today, there was at least a purpose. There was flurry. There were flurries. It was kind of like the snow powder that we normally get, which was super good. And it was really nice. But at the same time, I there's a reason why I moved from we moved from Chicago. And, um, yeah, I don't necessarily miss that. So it's kind of interesting to see. Yeah, I, I don't, I mean, having lived in Colorado, I don't miss the, the snow days. Yeah. Sorry, I'm way far away because I'm playing with the door and the dogs. Okay. Yeah. She's playing with the dogs. I'm playing with Which, the dogs. Which, if you actually think about it, the last one that we started, they were all going... Right. And then it was kind of crazy noisy and all that stuff. And now, yeah. right now, I don't even know. Oh, do you want to go outside? I'll let you outside. She's you like, I want it out. But then the other one like tried to come in at the same time. I was trying to go out and it was just too much. Do you want to go? We'll see how long this lasts. Right. And then, of so, course, I have to lock the door to make sure that the Dane does not, you know. Or just open it. Right. With her big old nose and her big old paws. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is so cute, though, because she is starting yeah. to, like, figure out how big she is. Because yesterday she totally snapped at Tuck Tuck because Tuck Tuck came up and was just being her bully self. And <laughs> she was just like, ah! She's like, like, I'm bigger. Yeah, and, and I kind of, and I've never seen her do that before. And mm-hmm. I was like, look at you. And then she's also been, I mean, like, more open. And I was like, did we just, like, all of a sudden, it took you four years, and now you're finally, like, know who you are? Like, and she kind of just sit there, and she's like, yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of happy. I am a big girl now. Yeah. It was so funny. And I was just like... I just had that energetic conversation with her, you know, just mm-hmm. being like, hey, you know what? I love that you figured out your size. Just like, and she you know, it was like, you figured your size out. I'm very proud of you. Just don't kill the dog. 
like just don't kill, just, no, just don't, don't kill, kill the other dog. <laughs> yeah, and she just kind of nodded and agreed like, and just okay. walked off in her regal, poised, horse-like yes. manner. She's like, can I just use my mouth to pin her to the ground every so often? Absolutely. <laughs> just do it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so now the testament will actually be how does she respond when, you know, Tuck Tuck's on the bed. Will she actually jump up or will she let her be like the bullied dog that won't let her jump up? So, we'll <laughs> I think she out. needs to jump up there and just swat her like a cat. <laughs> she's too dainty. She's too she's, delicate. She's too delicate. Your, your great Dane is like very delicate, prim and proper. It's quite funny. She's so regal. Yeah. <laughs> she makes me feel like a queen. <laughs> And I'm just like, I'm like, I need another one. So I have two Danes on both sides of my throne. Yes. That come up to your chest. Because they're just that big. <laughs> then I need a bigger <laughs> throne. You need a bigger throne. Yeah. So that they're at your knees as opposed to your... <laughs> How would I get up there? I'm only five foot. No. Step ladder. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting things to think about. Steps to the throne. All right, so when's your first? Tell me about your first. My first. So, my first. Yeah. Actually, earlier we, 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 we weren't talking about that kind of first. We were talking about our first experiences in the energetic and metaphysical world. Basically, our portal into... Who we are now. You know? Your evolution. Because there... Yeah. And, you know, I got totally off on my nerdy side of talking about, like, when I was in my early 20s because my bachelor's degree and my programming up until you know 18 and it was, lab was very genetics, right you said yeah you, i was gonna yeah. say my bachelor's so was in genetics and so I, I was a research scientist right so it's like you think about the white coat and you know the glasses and the, all the bow, way. Point, ponytail and the whole nine yards and i can totally see you rocking out <laughs> your little bill. but i mean like seriously if you were in that industry for 20 years you would have been so different oh yeah and we would like never have crossed paths no i would not be the same person that i am now for sure um but i gosh after I'd only been out of school probably a year and a half and I had been through three research jobs and at the time the industry was just so unstable that I was like, I have got to find something to where I can keep a job that pays me more than $20,000 a year. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And um, I I bounced around doing a couple other things, but it was in that period of time that I met my ex-fiance. And, um, you know, what kind of triggered this conversation earlier is that Abby was talking about... um, a meeting that she had today with a, a networking partner that um, was a mobile mechanic. Yeah, a mobile mechanic that literally, like, will just go do oil change, fix things, like belts, you know, whatever he needs to do in the parking lot. But what was interesting about that was um, it's one of the things I'm really seeing in the world right now is that I'm seeing so much division and I'm seeing so much segregation and you know all of these things of you know like people are going and meeting new people and they're hesitant they're they got one side on the fence because they don't they're going in with preconceived notions or nervous of you know maybe 
having differences in opinion of political views or differences of opinion about, you know, vaccine statuses or differences of opinion of, you know, how someone chooses to live their life instead of focusing on the fact that we all coexist. And the entire human experience is about learning how to coexist and being able to be compassionate and have heart for people. And what I really liked is that here you have this very burly kind of burly, you know, greasy, like, you know, whatever. I mean, he was clean. Auto mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. Auto mechanic, like classic auto mechanic, you know, a big guy, like a big guy, you know, um, you know, like jagged teeth and just, he is who he is or whatever. And even just him, you know, marketing, you get to know people and him asking what I do and me just even making one snide comment uh, of, you know, of, of even just energetic awareness. I can't exactly remember what I said, but I said something that piqued an interest. And then he immediately brought up how his sister referred this book to him and that he's been reading this and his father just recently passed and he's not taking it well. And it changed the whole dynamics of the conversation to, you know, where I think we sat there for an hour talking about, you know, aware, like awareness, perceptions, ego versus higher self versus spirit guides and all of these different things. And what was really neat was that that's the entire point. You can't go into meeting new people with one foot on the side of the other fence because one, that's already creating separation and it's not evolving you're not evolving you're actually hindering your pro- your own progress and connection to society and the collective period the other thing too is that it's really nice because it he he was at least in a version of being some somewhat awake and aware i possibly might have been his first encounter his portal through to that side and, you know, he had little pieces of it, but never fully understand it. And then when I spoke, he's like, oh, you understand. Okay. And so it's really neat that you have that opportunity to be able to, you know, have open conversations, open dialogue. And like you said earlier, it's so important to, you know, um, not judge a book by its cover. Right. Yeah. Not judge a book by its cover, but it's also really cool because you, what was it that you said? I totally forgot what it was, but oh, whatever. Yeah. I was oh, talking about how, you know, my, my ex-fiance was one of those auto mechanics, which is how I got onto him. And he was my, my first exposure into going to psychic fair or, you know, talking about energetic anything. And at the time, which was 1999, y'all, I'm showing my age. Um, <laughs> but I... No um, judgments, because yeah, we don't do that here. I, we I, coexist. I know, right? Um, I'm like, I am headed up to 50. Um, <laughs> it's not that far away. Yeah, you don't look at where we're We're good. I was laughing. I'm like, my seven squared birthday is coming up. Yes, I got called my nine today. So I was like, all right, I'll take, I'll take that. I, yeah. don't, I don't have age issues. But, yeah. you know, whatever. But um, anyway, so it's like at the time he, my ex-fiance had said something about, you know, how much that he'd involved evolved in his lifetime and being a geneticist that was in that field and still researching and all of that sort of stuff. I was just like, dumbass evolution doesn't happen in one, one lifetime. <laughs> and now I just kind of laugh because it's like who I have evolved to be partially because of what that relationship triggered um, <laughs> is completely and totally a different person than I was 
um, 24 years ago. And I say 24 from 1999 because, yes, we're headed into 23 and we met at the beginning of the year. Um, and so, I, you know, it's just, it's fascinating to me. Like, like I said, you know, earlier we were talking about like the nature of relationships and people do kind of hide themselves because they're not sure where you stand on the what platform or whatever it is. But the reality is the more that you come out and you speak your truth and you just are who you are, mm-hmm. the quicker you get to that place of like, you're a vibrational match for me. I want to know more. Right. Or you're, you know, a good teacher for me, or you're a good whatever for me, a reflection of me, right? whatever it is. And you don't have to sit there and like small talk for hours Mm -mm. just to get to know someone that you probably won't even like (laughs) if you don't take the time to like actually be yourself. Right. Well, and the other thing, and I think that's what a lot of things that a lot of people started figuring out when, you know, the beginning of COVID crap stuff came up and started you know a lot of people started realizing that a lot of their busyness was unnecessary distractions from what was really important and so that's where a lot of people started saying okay hey um i need to cut i need to cut ties with doing xyz because it no longer you know helps me in that direction like i just was doing it to do stuff And so a lot of people have cut that, which is fantastic. So it got them closer to being more true in their day-to-day decisions, you know, where they were actually investing their time. And I feel like that's kind of what we also need to do as well with individuals is just exist as you are without judgments or whatever. Just be who you are. If it matches, if you meet someone else that matches and works and awesome. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's a whole bunch of other fucking people. You're like, not a vibrational match. Next. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And it's not saying like you're, and we're not saying this like in a relationship setting, like boyfriend, girlfriend. We're saying any relationship, like friendship. We're like mother, daughter. Like we're talking all. Well, not that you can cut your mother, daughter off. No, you can't. Because they're not a vibrational match. But you do have to recognize that sometimes the standards of one in a relationship is not the standards of the other. And, you know, you can make that work anyway. Right. Well, and the other thing that, and the interesting thing is that part of the conversation that I had with this gentleman this afternoon was that, you know, he, there was things that he had started doing to avoid, like to prevent what really needs to happen, which is digging deep, doing the, um, digging deep, doing the work clearing healing parts of himself so that he can cope and instead what he found is that you know for 20 years he's been doing something a certain way and it's like sorry man you can't run from your shit like that's just how it's gonna be you still have to you know we all have issues or you know creations of ptsd from you know triggers or experiences that have occurred and so we all have to go through and actually you know, really dig deep and purify and heal those things. A lot of, uh, you know, sometimes even with my sister, my sister has very much kind of cut off, cut out a lot of our family. And because it's sometimes, I think it's easier for her to, you know, avoid or, you know, to not have a constant reminder of the past. And instead of actually really working through why what why are why am i triggered from our presence or our existence or things of that nature because if that's where the work needs to start or at least be have attention drawn to it yeah 
Yeah, and you know, it's like, oh, I don't even know where to go with just kind of like, you know, the quicker that you realize that you're triggered by your your past trauma and not by your situation in the moment, the quicker you can do something about it. Right. Right. It, and um, I think that, you know, doing that work is part of the work of being human. Right. Right. I mean, it's like that's the human experience. That is sure. what we're here to sort out, unwind, you know, <laughs> redo. And I, I personally believe that we create contracts ahead of time to teach us those lessons. Like, yeah. you, you know, it's like, it's, it's almost like you're sitting up there as a big group of souls and you're like, hey, Abby, why don't you come into my life at about this age and show me like. <laughs> right. Well, and I just, I talked to you. Fill in the blank. Yeah, I talked to you, like, I think it was a month ago we were driving back from our um, animal totem ceremony and I was telling you like how, you know, I've become really good friends with my son's teacher and how it's strange because the type of person is not somebody I norm like she's awesome. There's nothing I would change about her. She's super caring, but she she'll check on me during the day, which is weird. Like I'm not used to people checking on me <laughs> and I'm not used to people asking how I'm doing. And I'm not used to, you know, like, cause I'm usually, you know, going and being who I need to be for everybody else. And so, um, and there's like, it's interesting because it's like I thought it was very cool because you really pointed out how much of the relationship that I've created with her very much fulfills what I don't get from my mother because my mother is not nurturing and she does not it's not it's not her intent it's just not part of who she, she is. is right and and we've had that call even today my mom wanted you know she actually was like she wasn't drilling, but she was curious to know more detail about, you know, my daughter's opinion and my opinion about what we see and what we observe of her, especially with her mental illness. And, you know, she has a, there's a summer brain and there's a winter brain. And, you know, and so she was very intrigued to ask my daughter, you know, what is it that you see? You know, what are my traits of my winter brain in comparison to my summer brain. And so we started having those conversations and she actually did really well handling the feedback, but at the same time, then, you know, like there was one additional comment I made and she's like, well, now this is starting to feel critical. And I was like, mom, you are who you are. Like, that's it. There is no good, bad, nothing. There's nothing that needs to, I mean, changes aren't, I was like, these are part of who, what makes who you are. So there's not a change that anticipated change or effort that needs to be put forth. You it's know, just an observation. It's, yeah, exactly. It's just, yeah. hey, this is just who you happen to be, and this is how you work, and things like that. And so, and she and she was really good because she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I don't do that, and I'm not, and I, this is one of the things I'm not part. Of, that's not who I am. And yeah. so where, you know, I am very much. You know, I'm, I'm different. Like, we're all different. My daughter's different, for Christ's sake. Like, right. And it's about learning how we each fulfill each other right. and also, you know, where we don't. Well, and, and two, in those more romantic-type relationships, recognizing that there is not one single person that can fulfill all of those roles for anyone. Right. And if you think it is, it's going to destroy your relationship. Right. Right. And so it's like recognizing, okay, well, mom doesn't fill these roles, but she does this. And I have these other beautiful, amazing women in my life that help me with 
this, 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 and this that she right. didn't do and doesn't do and is never going to do because it's right. just not who she is. Right. Um, well, and that's what ha- I mean, like, I had the realization that I haven't been making friends properly <laughs> my entire life. Yeah. Like, I really hadn't, they, you know, like, I hadn't gotten, um, I hadn't gotten that full whole reciprocal thing in down. Like it just, I, I, I really think that like, especially for women and I, I can't speak or know anything about men in this situation, but specifically for women, I really think we don't actually like our culture doesn't lend us really creating quality relationships with other females mm-hmm. until we're well into our thirties. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like early the mid thirties, we start having female friends and we're like, Oh wait, this isn't terrible. Right. They're not awful people. Like, right. well, like we program, we're programmed to believe that right. we have to compete with these women. We have to, you know, put it's them trauma. down to make ourselves tough, better, yeah. you know, or whatever it is like all of the crap. That women do to each other. And Especially in their teens. Oh my god! Freaking God, it's so bad. Yeah, it's awful. Like, you have to be X, Y, Z for me and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no. No. Yeah, no. No, I don't no. have to. Well, then you're not part of the circle. Okay. Good. Next. Yeah. Which, you know, there's more. That what I really do love is there's more and more kids that are starting to become more aware of that and not wanting to, like, conform to the norms or they don't like the drama. Like, nobody. Like, most people in their teens hate all that shit. Like, you know, like, the only ones that are, like... But the problem with that is it's like, yes, they hate it. And they're still stuck with, I have no friends. Exactly. Or I, I'm on my own. I'm alone. And that's not true either. There's plenty of other people out there going through the exact same stuff at the exact same time that, you know, if you could actually open up to, you would have those much stronger relationships. But then again, you have to think that the human brain doesn't completely form to where we have those rational, like, thoughts of (laughs) those rational thoughts of of what's healthy for us and what's not healthy for us until we're well into our 20s um so you know kids do what they do and we spend all of our 20s trying to unprogram (laughs) right (laughs) what we thought was true before then so well um, and i've just been amazed that like you know with my husband i'm watching him go you know through a lot of transformations and growth and you know some dark times and some great light times and what I really love seeing is that you know like sometimes it's like okay some of us are awakened and aware at different different perspectives different levels or whatever well you know there's a there's a huge group of people out there that are very energetically inclined but you know like they still have to title themselves or they still have to you know label label or you know they might even you know, feel superior because they are more energetically inclined and aware or whatever. And the fact is, it's like, no, we all have the same abilities. We all have, you know, we all have the same ability to pick up and receive. And the thing that I love is that the more healing that my husband does, the more he's got some wicked awesome intuition that is just so clean. Like the things that I can't pick up on, he gets in two seconds. Like it's nothing to him. And I love being able to watch that starting to bud and open up. And it also, like, sometimes it scares me a little bit, but it scares me because of the unknowing or, you know, it's new or fresh or whatever, but it's so thrilling and exciting Mm -hmm. that I stay in that vibration rather than 
focusing on the oh shit like it's like okay <laughs> well it is and it's also a learning learning issue too because it's like okay i've been with the man for it'll be 19 years in april and it's like oh i've been uh the two of us have actually been doing this wrong and where it's not healthy and we actually have to learn we're actually having to learn and you know recreate a new way for us a new paradigm yeah and it's not that you you know i look at it and go it's like when i hear you say we were doing it wrong i don't think you were doing it wrong we were doing it what we i think you were doing it you know perfectly right for who you were when you started doing it that way right and then we just got used to the habit of how that's how we always do right not evolving out of it and you've both grown and changed and now who are you going to be and, you know, it's like, that's how you do, have to deal with kids, too. It's like, you know. I want to be a puppy. You want to be a puppy. <laughs> I want to be a pampered pooch like my pampered pooch. <laughs> right. Who actually is propped up looking like as if she's about to start speaking in the podcast microphone. Yes. Which is hilarious because she totally is wildly intelligent like a freaking human. <laughs> she, might be, she might be smarter than us humans. I, I, I feel like she might so. be. I think they're silent sometimes. Uh, it's definitely a sign that they're way smarter than humans. <laughs> well, but I at the same hear, time, I want to hear your nerd story and how you evolved. How did you evolve out of your nerd coma? My nerd coma. Well, I'm like I said, you know, still, you still got a little. I still, I you. totally got some geek sweat on me as I go. Woohoo! Seven squared birthdays coming up. Woohoo! <laughs> seven squared birthday. What the? I do like actually. I, I do enjoy me a squared, squared opportunity, and I do that pretty frequently and point it out, and the people are like, what? what? And I'm just like, you know, right? No. Like, my son technically should be rooted in third, yeah. because he's the third, yes. you know? But, yeah. whatever. It's okay. <laughs> Instead of junior and the second. Um, <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so anyway, the mechanic, the auto mechanic that, that started to change my world. One of the visions that I had with when I was with him, actually, interestingly enough, um, going back to your point of talking about people are where they are and you get people that want to say that they're better off or whatever else. But the vision I had is that it's kind of like all of us are jumping on our own personal trampolines and we're not in sync. And so sometimes you're up and sometimes you're down and sometimes you catch somebody's eye like when you're at the same point, whether they're up or down. And it's just like everybody's bouncing (laughs) up and down. And sometimes you're on the same level and sometimes you're not, you know. So I know I love that analogy. (laughs) That's pretty random. But at the same time, it's super, super spot on. Yeah. But it's kind of like, you know, we all have these moments of expansion and contraction or up and down. Right. Right. And, um, you know, it's like when you catch someone and you're in that same place, it's like, whoa, you know, or like, when, I know, or, or you can help somebody when you're up and they're down. And then the next time when they're up and you're down, it's like, you know, they can be there for you or someone else will be. Right. It's not like, you know, well, I was there for them and they weren't there for me. It's like, well, no, you know, at the time you just happen to be in the right space to say the right thing or do the right thing and next time it'll be somebody else because when you think of the perspective of we really are all from one you know massive soup of souls that you know there is no separation um except for in the physical body so anyway that's my nerdy perspective and how i got to where i was is that um you know in my early 20s or mid 20s 
I had had some health problems that after 18 months of trying to deal with the medical community and trying to get answers and trying to get healed, nothing had happened. I went into a place kind of like Whole Foods. I don't even know that they have the, the stores um, that I went into at the time, but I went to the herb section <laughs> and the guy was back there and he, I told him what was going on and he goes, dude, why don't you try these herbs? <laughs> And I still laugh about that. Not the other herbs, but like <laughs> yeah. the one on the shelf. The one on the shelf. Yeah. Here, try this one. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and I was just like, okay. Um, but I did. And after 18 months of issues in three days, my issue cleared up. And I was just like, okay, that's crazy cool. And I had been studying my book, you know, to go do the MCAT test to get into med school and was just like, why the heck would I go to med school when they can't even help me in the medical community for something as seemingly simple as what I have. And so that's how I kind of found my path into looking for a medical system that was based on herbology. And that's how I ended up in acupuncture school. And it was really in acupuncture school that I started meeting people that I could relate to. And it was my first experiences where um, it wasn't just the woo-woo weird world of um, oh my gosh, you know, they're talking about energetic stuff and I hadn't heard the languaging around that like ever. And go, go play, go play, go play. It's calling you. Um, it, you know, and so just kind of looking at it and being like, okay, that's where it, I started in. And then I would end up in a classroom and I'd hear my classmates talking and they'd be like talking about lucid dreaming and they would, and they'd be describing it and talking about how it goes. <laughs> And we have a knock at the door. Dun dun dun! Knock at the door. Anyway, lucid dreaming. My classmates would be talking about it, and I'd be listening to their conversation because it wasn't a term that I had heard before at the time. But then I was like, "Wait a minute! I do that. I've done that my whole life." And I would look at my classmates and be like, "Wait, that's not normal." <laughs> and they'd be like. No, that's not normal. <laughs> and then I would go to, you know, some other event that I'd been invited to, and they'd be talking about um, being an empath, which mm-hmm. you had talked about earlier. And I was like, wait, wait, not not everybody does that? Right. I just made the assumption that because it was how I experienced the world, that everybody did that. And I couldn't understand when people would look at me like I had three heads, when right. I would be like, did you see that horse? It's so scared. And then people would look at me and go, wait, how how do you know that? And I'm like, well, just look at it. Can't you see it? No. (laughs) Well, and the weird thing was to say, I don't know about you, but I mean, a lot of my childhood and growing up was people looking at me like I had three heads. Yeah. Because of the things I would say or, you know, what I picked up on and not knowing. And it really, I mean, that makes such a big you know like difference because you know you feel like the oddball and you feel like the weirdo and you feel like the freak like the you know whatever and and then it also makes you question like where where do you belong well you eventually you'll find your people right you find your kin you'll find your people you find your 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 group you you get there it just it takes time because you gotta try on a lot of hats first yes and i definitely had tried on some hats that were not a fit and and <laughs> tried to fit into a world that was never mine to try and fit into in the first place. 
And it was just, I mean, it was very interesting for me in acupuncture school because I did meet so many people that they gave me languaging for things that I had experienced my whole life. Right. And, you know, I remember it like looking back through my childhood is that, you know, there were lots of times where people appeared to me like dubbed over Kung Fu movies because the words that were coming out of their mouth while they'd be swearing they were true, it didn't match up with their energetic presence. Mm-hmm. It didn't match up with what they were feeling. It didn't match up with, you know, who I could see. What was happening. Th- they were, yeah. right? Well, you know? it, it was really funny is that yesterday, a perfect example of like my husband's abilities expanding and growing, I, you know, it was, we were sitting down actually having a conversation about it in front of like me and my daughter were having conversation about her dad right in front of him um and we literally i finally said to her and i said you know what i said i think we need to change how we're approaching things in this house with him and it's like dad's abilities are starting to expand which means he's hypersensitive and hyper um hyper like having things come in without even understanding them and um because of that we really need to start focusing on you know how to how to handle that or at least being you know a little bit more open and aware and true because you know with his stress levels a lot of times i i always have a tendency to kind of protect him from certain things and my daughter my daughter asked me a question in the car about her brother and like her older brother and of course it was like a subject of the past that was you know a little dark a little dense a little uncomfortable agitation like you know there's a there was a lot of that because that time period and what she was asking was that focus and it's not that our conversation was nagging at each other or anything like that we were just having an open conversation of that time and it, you know and her question started off with you know promise me you won't get mad which i'm like first of all like i don't even know what the question is so i can't even say that and what's your question she's like well why won't you let me get snapchat and i was like Okay, why would I, at first, why would I get mad about that? Why would I get upset about that? And she goes, you know, hey, I was just like, you can, you have the right to ask that question. I love the fact that you're curious to know the reason why, instead of just assuming mom's a bitch, you know, like whatever. (laughs) And so, you know, we ended up having that conversation of, you know, that time period. Well, just talking about what happened during that time of her brother's life, and that created the reasons why Snapchat will never be a thing really was interesting because as soon as we walked in the door, Rudy immediately is like, what's going on? Everything was perfectly fine until you guys got here. And now it's all like, Ugh. and he started to unravel and start to get grumpy and upset and all of this other stuff. And I just kind of looked at him and was like, what are you talking about? Everything's fine. I'm not mad because I'm not. I'm not mad and I'm not upset, but the surface conversation was still on our existence. It was still in our presence. And he's so sensitive in picking up on those things now that I'm like, oh crap, we need to really make sure that we are communicating with him what is going on and what we're picking up and perceiving because so that he is confirmed with his pickup. And what he's getting, and I so I was one like very excited, but at the same time I was like, oh, this this shit just changes a lot. This changes the dynamics of how we're running things, and you know, and there will be times where he might point out something, you know, that about me and say, oh no, da 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 da, and sometimes it will irk me that it's said, even though it's truth. 
Yeah. He knows it's true. Oh, even more even more so when it's true. <laughs> right. Which which then I'm like, that has to do with me being triggered. I need to go work on that and figure out why that was. Yeah. And allow him to say truth and speak truth and not change what change it. Right. Um, or change the perception at all. And so and I find that so fascinating that, you know, as we evolve, like, you know, people are awake at different times, just like you said, on the trampoline and they're jumping and like one minute you're like, wee, look at us, like whatever. And then yeah. the next time you're just like, <laughs> double bounced, you're up, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Too funny. Well, and it's, it's so interesting because I think back to like my first like you know my port i guess my portal wave into to the new world um was really from my college roommate and she was you know she's a natural telepath like she will sit you know at a restaurant at a table and she can just point out and be like that person just lost his job this one's cheating on his wife this one is you know debating on what she's trying to get for christmas or like she would just be able to do any of those things and be able to look and see and just know and it was like and I didn't necessarily know that about her when we became friends and I didn't know like those things like even when we became roommates it was just that you know we liked each other we hang out and we just go you know go with that vibration and um it was funny because it was like Halloween um and she wanted she was curious to know she's like oh you know let's go through a guided meditation so we can figure out what your element is like I'm kind of curious to know what your element is and she knows I'm a Gemini, and so she, like, but at the same time, sometimes you're drawn to, you know, something different, especially when you've got one rising and whatever. And so it was so funny because, you know, so here she's taking me through this guided meditation, which, you know, another one of our friends who, you know, had, at the time, had a lot of anxiety and panic attacks, you know, she was, you know, up in the loft, kind of mellow, mellowed out, just reading a book and doing nothing. But, um, and of course, knowing what I know now about anxiety and panic attacks, like back then I did not know those things. And so here I'm going through this mindful meditation. And next thing you know, as she's guiding me through it, all of a sudden she backs up away from me directly right into the wall and goes, oh shit, you're an impact. And I immediately was like, okay, I don't even know what that is (laughs) and whatever. And it was interesting because she was almost scared. It wasn't that she was scared. I think she was just more in shock being unaware of my abilities and aware of my stuff. And what was interesting is, is that she literally her, she got an entire flash of a time in my life that I didn't disclose to other people when my dad tried to kill me when I was young and literally like tried to strangle me in the back of a, um, a back alley of Kmart when I was like in fifth grade. And so, and it was crazy because, you know, she literally immediately saw the entire thing happen. She could see the overhead lamp. She could see the alley. She could, she's, it was like she was in my body at the time. And she literally described the entire thing to me. And in the instant that she had picked up on it and realized it, she had projected the vision or at least the vibration to the point where our friend Kitty literally picked it up and started having a panic attack and was hyperventilating and couldn't breathe. So, of course, first we had to calm down Kitty and make sure she could breathe again and whatever. And then I had to explain to my friend what she had just seen because I hadn't disclosed that to any of my – anyone I knew. And then, um, 
then as soon as soon as that happened, then I'm like, okay, so now that we've covered all of the main points, what's in it that? <laughs> like that would be kind of nice to know. Like, nice what are you know. talking about? Yeah. And as soon as she explained to me what that was, I literally had a, a flashback to every single mood swing, every single every single pickup that I had growing up especially at school there were so many and it was like it was that cool moment where you get to have like a 60 minute play in like a five second clip in your brain and you're like whoa Whoa. like yeah the evolution boom like whatever and so the evolvement whoa welcome and like all of a sudden i literally pinpointed and targeted every single one and that was such a big deal for me because you know at the time my mother had really put me um, kind of through the ringer because she didn't understand my pickup and she didn't understand my mood. So, of course, she did what she knew best, which was, hey, take you to Western medicine, you know, really put pressure on to make sure that you're diagnosed as bipolar and put you on medications. And that really destroyed like so much. I mean, it's like when you're taking the medications, you're having more mood swings on the medication than off. And then you're getting massive like migraines. Creating because a balance as opposed to balancing. Right. Yeah. And I ended up having tons and tons of migraines because of the medications. Because it was suppressing my feed and my pickup. And me not realizing where it was stemming from or coming from. And so that was my huge like portal wave into understanding and awakening and all of it to the point where it was like and then after that you're just like so high from the awesomeness of it you're like i need to know more give me more digest more right yeah and that that's kind of how i was too it's like i started going to every metaphysical thing i could find you know just to to learn more and to experience more and i went to some psychic development circles for a number of years and like all kinds I've of things to do those um you know just to kind of get almost like you were talking about with Rudy to get the confirmation mm-hmm. of what I was that experiencing. You were crazy. You're not that I wasn't to. crazy. Yeah. And the fascinating thing is like, you know, as I was going through this period of my life, I, I remember it was towards the end of my dad's life and, um, you know, I was doing energy work on him and, um, he was like, Whoa, I can see that. And I was like, you can see the energy. And he's like, yeah, I can see that. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. And, you know, at one point we ended up having a conversation about he saw colors. He saw colors around people. Miko is literally like got her nose in the microphone, y'all. Um, I wish I had a picture I could send you. Um, and now she's drinking out of the coffee cup. <laughs> she's drinking she, coffee and she, on the microphone. She is her future podcast. Yes, is she is a future podcaster right here. But anyway, it's like he, and he started talking about how he saw colors, but he never told anybody about it because he was afraid they would think he was crazy. Yeah. And, and I was just like, and I mean, like, literally, this was towards the end of his life that he finally admitted to that. And I was like, well, I wish you would have said something years ago so I didn't spend my whole life thinking I was crazy. <laughs> well, and you know what's so interesting? It's like for years, okay? For years, my mother, like, I, you know, I, I talk openly with my mom. My mom is very much of a physical being. She does not necessarily... Um, She's more of a, her, her life experience right now is more of an observer. She yeah. doesn't necessarily want to do the work that it takes to start being, 
being open and aware and things like that. She likes to sit and she likes to observe and she likes to experience it from an observational perspective. That's just yeah. how, what the life she chose. That's right. what she wants. And, you know, sometimes I even say to her, hey, is it crazy? Like, you know, you hear me talk about all these things. Do you actually fully understand, like, what it is? Or, like, do you understand the dynamics of things? Or is there something I can answer for you or you're curious about? And she, and she just, like, no, I just think it's so cool what you do. Like, I just think it's so awesome. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, she's like, I don't fully understand it, but I just think it's so cool. And she's like, you know, we, we come from a long, long line of, like, ministers and shamans and stuff. And I'm like, we do. Talk? I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, what? You know, like, so, and the, the thing is, it's like, it wasn't openly con- like, talked about. It wasn't openly given. And it was like, no, two of her cousins that she was raised with were shamans. Yeah. And so, and I'm like, do you think that might have been awesome to know I wasn't freaking crazy for 20 years? You know, like it would have been really nice to actually be honed in on that. And even with my husband, like he has always seen, he's seen spirits from the beginning. He's always seen spirits. He's always seen them. He's always done, like that's just always been a natural gift that he's always possessed and it's and it runs in his family and it was like and he said that it got to the point where eventually he just stopped mentioning or saying things because he didn't want to feel crazy and he didn't he thought it was like he needed to not say things and so and it was interesting because like his mom never even really you know said anything like his mom kind of really kept it kind of closeted and more private than actually being open conversation with it and so when um his mom like you know it got to a point where you know he was in the service and he could he was being held by his spirit guides you know in the field protecting him and um and when he did that he ended up when he did that he ended up being able to you know he felt them he saw them he did all those things and he you know, had said something to his mother. He's like, oh, yeah, because it's the three ladies and they're looking at, like, whatever. And she just she just said it, like, it's so passerby, whatever. And it's amazing because I'm like, you know, what would we, what would we experience if we actually spoke more openly about things, you know? Right. And that's the thing that kind of happened with, you know, my daughter was sitting down at dinner yesterday talking about how we needed to change how, the dynamics of how we're handling things especially as dad's abilities are getting stronger yeah i don't know and it's strange because having that conversation is huge it's right. revolutionary right for us it's a revolutionary for people in general anyone that was sitting down and saying hey that's normal conversation that you're having with your children like i like even i could feel myself being like this is foreign but it's should be the norm right well, and it's, I mean, again, it's the new norm, as if we're not sick of hearing that, right? Um, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, this, it, I don't even think that it's necessarily the new norm. It's 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 the very, very, very old norm becoming fresh and new again. Um, you know, it's like these are the types of things that women would sit around in circles and talk about when they had knitting circles or when they had um, tanning hide circles or whatever the heck that they did thousands of years ago, right? Women sat around in circles and talked about this. Mm-hmm. Men sat around and like they trusted their intuition because if they didn't, they would have died when they were out hunting. Absolutely. Right? They, they could communicate and 
hand symbols and whistles and whatever it was, they didn't have to have a bunch of words, which is why men tend to be less verbally communicative. Mm-hmm. Communicative? Is that a yeah, word? Communicative. Yes. Yeah, communicative. That was very good. I like that word. <laughs> I, I have a hard time like saying, saying that it, word. Communicative. <laughs> okay, I can't say differentiate. <laughs> differentiate. Yeah, I can't um, say that word. And, um, you know, but but it's kind of like that's, that's who we as human beings have evolved from. And some of that still exists for us, right? It's like women, women traditionally have sat around in circles doing their work, whatever it was, chatting and talking about their gifts and how things work for them and how, you know, they work out their personal dynamics. Or men, they didn't. They went out, they hunted, they communicated, and every so often they'd slap each other on the back and be like, good job, let me tell you about women. <laughs> I was just, I was just <laughs> thinking about this TikTok that was going around the other day that's so funny that it almost makes me want to like pull it up, pull it up and, and play pull, it because play it. it was so good and it was hilarious because um you know it's it was the perfect example of just men in general and how they, they how they just kind of are in their natural habitat and so I actually pulled up the TikTok and showed it to my husband because just even the beginning part was so hilarious that I I was just dying just dying to it because you know the the guy does a skit on you know reasons why i have to apologize to my wife like number one and then he goes through and he goes through and does this whole whole thing whole spiel about like why why he has to apologize to his wife because of the his existence you know and it is just too crazy but you should just be explaining what you're seeing right now yeah I was going to try and get a picture of it, but you know, you never know. So it's like Kai sitting on the floor cross-legged and Miko sitting right in front of him and he leans forward and she goes to lick him and he pulls his face back and then she goes in to lick him and he pulls his face back. So it's like they're having this kissing war over here. It's kind of really cute. Really cute. So cute. And well, and the best part is, is Miko really, you know, the more that we keep doing this, the more Miko is trying to find, like she's trying to find her own voice because, you know because she's awesome yeah and she's like i want to be a part of this too i like the energy of it yeah i know and it's so funny she's like (laughs) well and you know like this just it, it just goes back to like what we were talking about last time about how you know she is just wildly intelligent because she's a being that was able to expand her mind in way without superiority Mm-hmm. You know, and really making sure that she wasn't, she didn't have to do any of that stuff. So mm-hmm. just absolutely adore and love that. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm trying to find this thing. I should have had it ready and ready to go. It's all good. So, yeah, I mean, it's like, I, I, I think that the more that we as a culture become aware, yes. the more that... <laughs> You know, it's like the conversation. So for me to have experienced this conversation literally 20 years ago, it wasn't norm. It wasn't the norm, right? Mm -hmm. But there were people 30 years, 50 years, 100 years before that that were talking about the same stuff. It's just they were doing it in a very different environment. And it was very hush-hush, right? Because it wasn't the norm. Um, But over the last 20 years, it's become much more 
common. As a matter of fact, you know, words that you never heard as buzzwords, you hear on all the commercials now. It's like they're talking about, you know, your energy and they're talking about, you know, you know, feeling more at peace or more calm or more zen or whatever it is. It's like there's all of this stuff around it, but it's not necessarily. Did you find it? I found it. I can tell by the look on her face. She's like, wah! I'm trying to like make sure that I don't pull up the part of the podcast that I'm like, oh wait. And here it comes. Dun dun dun. It's podcast time. Except, well, this is a podcast. <laughs> reasons why I've apologized to my wife. I like bananas. I really like bananas. And ate one in the vicinity of my wife yesterday. This was wrong. And I've learned that the sound of me eating banana is the same sound you would hear at feeding time at a rescue ranch for elderly camels. To make sure my wife no longer has to suffer from my smacking gums, I get my daily intake of potassium alone in the basement bathroom underneath a towel. Number two. Hold on. I mean to my friends. Until recently, there's been an unspoken rule between me and my close male friends. That rule is that during any form of conversation, whether it be text, on the phone, or in person, we go to great lengths to insult and humiliate each other. A tame example of this would be my friend Will, who mistakenly, during a drunken conversation, admitted that the hair around his naughty bits is very coarse. This has led to years of relentless humiliation and birthing nicknames like Brillo Willow and the Vaginder Grinder. My wife recently overheard one of these conversations and was appalled. I apologized, and now all future conversations with my friends will only feature words of encouragement and appreciation. And the final reason I apologize to my wife... I'm not tone deaf. Quite often, my wife will ask me the name of a song that she heard and I did not. With no further useful information, I ask her to hum the tune of the song. The following noise that comes out of my wife's face is what a harmonica would sound like if it was played with a leaf blower. I don't know my failure to identify any of these songs is my fault. You need to stop associating music with things like harmony and rhythm and more with intent and emotion. I can't get past... Is that not the best? Oh, bless his heart. Well, and the, the, yeah, I do remember he, his entire TikTok is ways I need to apologize to my, my wife, wife. And, yes. then he, and it's always this was wrong. Like, yes, like this is wrong. This is wrong. I'm but telling you, it's the perfect so, example so like, of masculine. Like, my last relationship, it's like the thing that made me craziest was the fact that he would chew yogurt. I was like, there was nothing in your yogurt. It wasn't like one of those with the fruit mixed in. It was just yogurt. Yeah. I was like, there is no reason for your teeth to be chomping while you're chewing yogurt. Well, the, <laughs> the best part was is that like the, they it had was, me at the banana, right? I'm like, it really My, was just wrong. I don't like bananas. I can't eat banana. Like I can eat a banana, but I have to mentally think about being able to eat the banana in order to eat the banana, and. Like it takes a lot of a lot of thought for me to eat a banana, but where my husband sits there and he's like he he could eat like three or four bananas at a sitting because they're just so good to him and the way he, and he sits there and it's like and he's just chomping at them and the and I'm just like and, you know and it's like I'm sorry but a banana is a midnight snack I don't think so like that and I was like what am I complaining Especially about not at least all. it's not chips at least it's not like junk food it's not cookies or whatever he's eating a banana like that's oh good for him that he chose a healthier snack but at the same time I'm sitting there like oh and it, as soon as I saw that I was like I immediately thought of my husband and his <laughs> banana at night and then I love the second part of it where you know 
he's clearly explaining the dynamics of a male friendship versus female friendships. Right. And I was telling my husband on how, you know, we do talk about things. We do talk about all this stuff, you know, like my leg has been bothering me, you know, and like, and I openly said, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it just was truthful and was just like, Oh, it was a sex injury. And, you know, and then immediately people are like, what, you know, like whatever. And so then I just got in bed and I said, yeah, so everyone McKinney knows that, uh, the reason why my hip was bound was because of a sex injury. And he's like, Oh my God, I can't believe you guys say that. Like, he's like, I could never go outside again. I, and it's kind of like, honey, you are aware, like I do a podcast and uh, I'm an open book and I share all the things, right? Um, I didn't really ask him, but this is where we are. Yeah. And I love him for it. Well, this has been another amazing episode of Embracing the Wild. We hope you go out and embrace your inner wild, especially over the holidays. Ruff, ruff. You want to bark? Ruff. 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 ruff.